You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. You're listening to Lust for Life with Mad Dog Mattern. Well, I, it's just too cold out. At the warm-up job yesterday, they were concerned because I'm dressed like a Gavron. I wear a button-up underneath it, a T-shirt, leather jacket like I'm fucking Fonzie, and I still wear the fedora, and they're like, tomorrow it's going to be negative 10 with the wind chill. You need yourself a ski hat. And I saw this ski hat weeks ago at Urban Outfitters, and I want it. It says Suicidal Tendencies. It's a great band from the 80s that no one knows about. No one. But people are wearing it because it is an obey. Uh, does hat. no one know about it if Urban Outfitters picked it up, Mad Dog? I mean, you know, that's what they do. No, right? they buy the shit because yeah. it's obey and it's what's his name who oh, did the Andre it, the oh, Giant shit. Shepard Ferry. Shepard Ferry. So yeah. they're going to buy the shit, baby. Yeah. You think 18 year old girls have heard, I don't know. I'm so crazy. No, they have not. That's what Urban Outfitters does, though. They find. They don't know shit. Well, oh, yeah, no, I know. Sometimes we do a little preamble. All right, that. look, everybody. Are we recording? Oh, okay, great. Of course we're recording. Oh, okay. We do this sometimes. Okay. We sometimes start with the conversation. We think it gets edited out. No. Tramp doesn't fucking edit it out. No. All right, welcome okay. to Lust for Life. This is the first episode of the new year. We haven't worked in three weeks. <laughs> we could be rusty. A little bit. Then a goddamn keyhole. Okay, so let's be honest about that, my people. <laughs> and it's going on. This is almost like a live episode because about 10 minutes after we're done, it's going on. This yeah. is live without a net. Exactly. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? And look at this. People didn't even know we're on the goddamn air. I was getting the wrap up when we were just talking real. <laughs> I thought this was a good way to start with Urban Outfitters, how these girls... I saw a girl wearing some suicidal tendency shit, Obey. It wasn't the band. She's never heard, I saw your mommy and your mommy was dead. Did you She's, ask her? Yeah. No, I was intimidated. <laughs> but she wasn't at a Metallica concert where suicidal tendency opened with that, and you saw a biker who was selling meth... Back in the mid-90s, a biker selling meth meant something. This was before AMC. Okay, let's be honest about this shit. Came up to me. I'm a young buck, 16, going, oh, it's all young. Had no idea what was going on. And I've lived through that. I get to wear this hat. Okay. Okay. So this is America's number one podcast as voted on by Canadians. It's true. (laughs) And Canadians or Australians, we're not sure while I was gone for uh, the, the holidays, I woke up on a Saturday getting a message from Johnny Fatigate saying, these guys from Australia, man, they came in, they loved the show, and they saw the studio, they can't believe you record there. The next day I get a message from Becky, yeah, those Canadian guys <laughs> from Vancouver really like, I don't know how, we Only don't know. in America, we're like, what's that accent? Australian, Canadian? Canadians sound like us, but just a little more drunk. That's it. Australians are different. But, but big shout out to those guys coming all this way. They came to a show. They came up to the studio. It's so they nice. We record. Sorry we missed you guys. Wow. Yeah, so whatever kind of white people from the Commonwealth right. you are, God bless you. <laughs> Tweet at us. Tweet at us yes. if you want. They're probably Welsh. Follow us. With me, of course, is the right hand, the great Benji Suswan. It's been a while. I'm getting ready to like, let me warm up my voice. To, my, my, boom, 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 boom. Ace, sweet, sweet, sweet wine. That's his name. That is his fucking name. name. That's my name. I told my parents, guys, change. They have changed <laughs> it legally. <laughs> That's how it's going to go down. On his tombstone, Ace, sweet, sweet, sweet wine, a.k.a. Benji. That's how it's going to be. Yeah. Good to see you, my it's brother. Good to be back. Oh, it's, it's been good. Too long. And then we discussed this before we went on air. Um, you guys can't see this because it's a podcast. Benji's beard is it's coming in nice. It's, it's unbelievable. You know what? I'm post. I'll post a picture on Twitter. Please. So yeah. follow me. 
and to see the new beard action. You look, even though you're too young to be a professor, a tenured professor at a college, you look mm. like the type of professor who could sleep with the young girls like uh, Donald Sutherland did in Animal House. That's the look you I'm have like for. that look. Yeah. Like they call you uh, Captain Office Hours, I think, is your nickname. That's it. Uh, yeah. It's like, yeah. do you want to you want to listen? New nickname. <laughs> tombstone. <laughs> it's gonna be an expensive tombstone. You're racking up a yeah. This is the biggest tombstone in history of life. It's gonna happen because Benji deserves it. He is the fucking right hand. I feel like you could go up to a girl and go, You you have an old soul. You've lived a while. Huh? Yeah. Do you want to listen to some Charles Mingus? Right. And yeah. Take him up, put it on vinyl. Yes. You can just and whatever bottle of wine you have, you could just lie and say it was really special, and right. they'll believe it. Yeah, exactly. Trust me. Yeah. Look at the beard. Yeah. Have you been to, have you been to Montauk? Bo- yeah, don't let the box fool you. This is oh, a really... <laughs> it's a box from Sweden. <laughs> from Switzerland, actually. That too. That too. <laughs> um, with us, has not made an appearance in, uh, since episode three because yeah. of scheduling difficulties, but mm. one of our favorite third guests... Uh, Third mic, I almost said third wheel, but that's like shitty. Yeah, yeah no one like, wants to be there's third a, wheel. There's an implication there. No one wants to, but no, I have. I think the implication is we are hooking up, Mad Dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Open up, baby. There's a lot. There's a lot of subtext with that the, the wheel. Yeah, I know. Of course, the great Grant Gordon, who I call the Maka. Thank is you, that his name? We call each other Maka. Well, Maka, you know. Oh, okay. So yeah. is, that, is that on both of your tombstones, or? Well, we're gonna have a dual tombstones. <laughs> we we plan on having best Are you friends. Yeah, at me? we're gonna. <laughs> this is very weird. Uh, <laughs> ever, can I tell you the last? I take my time listening to the episodes and the uh, the Christmas Eve episode with the lesbians. Yeah. I had forgotten that I mentioned that I kissed a dude quickly on the lips to get two girls to make out. Right. And now family has heard that, and now wow. in my head I'm like, oh, they probably think I'm a quarter hoto. You are. And so now with this talk. <laughs> I mean, Apparently it's just full on. Let's wait for the gene the test to come back before we. <laughs> the gene test is gonna say you know, Sephardic Jew, yeah. and you're also full blown hotel. Right. So erase those girls' numbers. Right. Not there's anything wrong with either way. Not, no. um, so Grand is back. We yes, call it to the maca nice because to be we used to have a day job together back in the day, mm-hmm. and I don't know what the hell it is. And this is long before I had any inkling that I could be uh, a Jewish blood at any anyway. But I listened a lot to Dice's album, The Day the Laughter Died, Part Two, Oof. which is where he's bombing on purpose it's at Dangerfield's Unknown. It's the great, yeah. it's the most punk rock record ever. And I'm not oh, saying wow. punk rock comedy. Right. I'm saying it's up there with Nevermind the Bullocks. Yeah. I'm not bullshitting. This is a yeah. punk rock record. And he calls Marley Maitland, you know, American treasure, um, deaf mute uh, actress, yeah. Academy yes. Award winner, Marley Maitland. A big maca. That's what she do. Mm. And I somehow brought that up as we're setting up a restaurant. Yeah. And Grant, with his Jewish blood, knows that word. I do. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we just start calling everyone maca, including ourselves maca, calling mm-hmm. people Gonza maca. Gonza maca is the full. Is the maca big one. Is the is the yeah is, that's is the abbreviated version of who's Gonza maca. Gonza maca, which yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah. Because I have a tattoo that says Gonzo because right. of Ernest Thompson. Right. So I really like that even more. Gonzo. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So it's like the alpha. Maka. Maka coming from plague? What's the Hebrew? What's the origin of that? Okay, Benji, now I'm okay. out. I'm out, and okay. you've over. You've outyitted me in two seconds. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> outyitted. I'm, I'm, I'm exposed. Out-yitted. You yeah. got outyitted. <laughs> Is that a new show on MTV Eight? <laughs> you got yitted. <laughs> you got yitted. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just heard my grandma say it about my mom, and then that's all I know. Yeah, you know. But Not in a positive way. No, usually it isn't in a positive right. way. It's like a prima donna, you know. Yes. What I mean, yeah, technically. You know what maca is? Yeah. It's the same thing as mama Luca in Italian. Yeah. Do you want me to explain mama Luca? Yeah, Luca? please. Mama Luca 
is about the same thing. But mm-hmm. I don't think people. Well, these are words that people use and don't really can't write the definition out. Right. Yeah. Like most words. Though. I might have discussed this on the podcast before. I can't remember. I remember sitting at my great grandma's house, my nana, mm-hmm. and she called one of my cousins. I can't remember which one. Yeah. A I mama remember. Luca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go, mama, well, nana, what's a mama Luca? Your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just grated more cheese on my pasta. <laughs> just straight. She used to bury that shit. <laughs> you bet. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Just so fucking buried in. So that that's it. So we need to start calling more people Makas. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's get it going, guys. Let's do it. Starts Th- here. This is the number one podcast voted on by all Makas. <laughs> We're going to just change that shit. All right? <laughs> by all Makas. I'm going to look that up afterwards. The yeah. Maka, dude. Out-yitted. <laughs> so in a minute, we're going to bring on our guest. His name is Raj. He uh, Raj Mahal, which is a great name. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a stockbroker. And he has been making the waves, CNBC, all kinds of great shit, talking about this this uh, independent film, I don't know if you guys have heard about that no one's talking about or no one's offended, <laughs> called The Wolf of Wall Street. And uh, I'm fascinated by this. I'm fascinated by the whole Wall Street thing. Really? Well, well put, well put. Yeah, yeah. yeah. college educated. <laughs> Before we went on air, I told you, I am the dumbest son of a bitch on this show. I just happen to have my name on it. I'm like, I'm going to make a r- real weird comparison. I'm like Reagan. Reagan didn't know shit, but he surrounded himself with the right pieces. Yeah. One of the greatest presidents of all time. Right, he right. didn't know shit. He was eating fucking pudding right. and watching himself in that movie with the, the monkey. <laughs> Whole, 95 yeah. minutes just trying to get a monkey to go to bed. Just put him in the fucking bed. Hey, Bonzo. Just get him in the bed and move on and go bang Thor's day. What is this? The whole movie. The whole goddamn movie. Sitting there with the family Christmas time. Like, let's watch the three godfathers. John Wayne. Uh, I guess, do you I really think it. either of us, either of us get this reference? Yeah, this this just like, yeah, I, anyone, I, you've seen this movie? I, you no, actually, but I could, I could play along with uh, it. Yeah, <laughs> it's called <laughs> Bedtime <laughs> the Bonzo. <laughs> okay. Raj knows. I know it. Uh, you two are fucking fired. <laughs> Come on. New like right hand really for the year. Alive. Raj is in. You two go work You're on doing downtown. Gonza Mug and, right. and Ronald Reagan movie <laughs> references. Who's your two demographics? Seventy-year-old women. <laughs> Our ratings are gonna go down. Now. I'm totally self-destructed. I got a lot of pressures. Wall Street thing. It's the Wall. The Wall Street thing. <laughs> yeah. Which um, I'm fascinated by it. I love the movie. People ask mm-hmm. me. Um, I've had this conversation the last couple of days. Um, have you seen Wolf of Wall Street? Yes. Did you like it? I've seen it twice. I'm in the middle of reading the book. And only thing I'm listening to on Spotify is the playlist based right. on the soundtrack. And got new so tattoo. no, I can't handle it. <laughs> yeah, new tattoo of a quaalude. Right. <laughs> lemon, baby. Uh, lemon. I love the movie. Yeah. I went there on Christmas. Every Christmas, I take my young cousins. We go to the movies. Mm-hmm. It's a tradition. Now, uh, How it young? started with... Tra- <laughs> The youngest is 19 now, oh, so this okay. started like four okay. years ago. It's not like the oldest. This is not like the Rose Bowl, this tradition. It's more like, uh, I don't know, the Chick-fil-A. I don't know, one of these <laughs> shitty bowls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, it started four years ago with Tron, family movie. Okay. We then jumped up a, a couple with a girl with a dragon tattoo where my cousin Nick, the youngest, turned to me when she rapes the guy back, spoiler alert, with a dildo. He turns to me. <laughs> And I'd already seen the movie. I warned the guys, okay? And uh, they all were shocked. They're all nice kids. And my little cousin, Nick, who does the artwork, turned to me and goes, Jamie, this is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> the next year, what did we do last year? Django, but there's only three of us. And Jesus, they, what wow. are you yeah. really scarring <laughs> these kids? Uh, they're, gonna, they're no good. <laughs> yeah. 
And then this year, so now we're at Wolf of Wall Street. My aunt wanted me to take, this is insane, her son, 11 years old. No, I no. go, there is no, Come A, on. I can't get him in. What you, I'm like, what do you want me to do? Put him in my, my popcorn right. to sneak him in? It's not going to work out. I go, we're going to see a very controversial movie. First 30 seconds of this movie, Leonardo DiCaprio's not doing coke off a hooker's ass. That's been done a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snorting it through a straw out of the asshole. Correct. That's his mm -hmm. tribute to yes. Red Fox. Yeah. The whole asshole. Right, and then flying a helicopter. And then flying a helicopter. Yeah. That kid, he'll grow, Anthony will grow up soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> now, all my, I am now in my head. I'm with my cousins. A couple of them have their girlfriends. A couple of them have their, his sidekick who... Uh, I'll tell this story some other time, but this kid was like passed out. It was very weird. And my best friend, Franny, one of my best friends. And Franny, I love it. And my cousin Nick is loving it. But some of the others are just bugged out. And now I'm having trouble enjoy it because I'm like, oh, I'm the older cousin. I should right. be the example. There's all this coke and nudity and this right. like bush and all this shit. And so I initially did not know how I felt about the movie. I went and had a couple drinks with my buddy Franny after. And we looked at each other and goes, that was a masterpiece. <laughs> and then I went and saw it the other night by myself. And I really appreciated it. And I can't wait to talk to Raj about this. Uh, the beauty of that movie is, and we'll discuss it as well, Grant, because you just saw it. Yeah. The first hour when I saw it the second time, I, I was kind of immune to it. That's a lot of the sensationalism, the mm -hmm. coke, the, uh, the banging of hookers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It was rubbing off. I was like, maybe I don't like this movie as much as I thought. And then when the decline starts, when he starts falling apart, mm -hmm. that's when it really hit me. And I go, this is a masterpiece. That's what this movie's about. Mm -hmm. And I love it. Um, people hate stockbrokers so much that that's part of this backlash. Sure. And I can't wait to discuss the, the daughter of one of the, uh, the people who's involved with, with Stratton is yeah. like, bitching about. She uh, wrote a whole article about glorifying it. Yeah, it, it's, we're hmm. going to discuss that. So there's a lot to talk about. This is a very important movie. Yeah. And I think we're going to discuss it. I think it's, it's a classic. I mean, it, it, is a, it's a, it is a classic. It will be, it's a good fellas. It's, 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 you know, it's, yes. it's one of those. And that's you know. why we're doing a timely episode. Yeah. We could have waited. No, we're putting it up today. That's right. We're going to get the shit done. It's the first one of the year. <laughs> mm -hmm. We'll see you in a second. This is Lust for Life. Let's bring that pain, baby. 2014. Woo. White monster. Hello. That sounds interesting. There's a porno I saw once. Scarred me for years. We're back, babies. With us, former stockbroker. Are you a correspondent now for CNBC? Is this going to be a regular gig for you? It'd be nice. Uh, well, they want me to write articles a lot, and they're going to have me on, you know, every so often. The next one I'm supposed to write is the Wall Street dating guide, like how to not be a douchebag on Wall Street and oh, wow. still get girls. So it's about time wow. they had something. Yeah. It's about time. <laughs> yeah. With us, Raj Mahal, everybody, the great Raj Mahal. I, I forgot. It's been so long. Do we clap when I we bring people on? I don't on? think I, anyone claps at a podcast, but I like it. We're bringing it. In. People should. We have it's a nice toast. To have someone who yeah, applaud sort, for a Wall Street sort of That's the only time. That's the only time it ever <laughs> there happens. Go. There you go. And remember, we have one toast still in the past with old school radio. That's true. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we're not quite morning zoo, but we we flirt with it. Sure. All right. So Raj is with us. Um, Raj, how many years were you 
on Wall Street? Uh, 13 years. 13 years. Uh, Good yeah. run, yeah. Wow. Jesus, and look how young. He does. You look yeah, great. What was it? Moisturizing? What you, uh, you know, yeah. it was the Wall Street life. It keeps you young. Uh, does it? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those guys end up looking like presidents <laughs> yeah, after I three really, weeks. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's <clears> unbelievable. <throat> and now, how long have you been away from it? Uh, a little over two years. A little over two years. Hmm. Okay. Why? Uh, we'll start with some basics first. Basics, yeah. Why did you get into it? Was it just the, the basic answer of, of money and bitches? Well, yeah. I mean, when <laughs> I went, I went to Penn. I went to, I went to business school, and it was, and they feed you in a Wall Street. And I'm like, okay, well, this is what I want to do. This is there's money here. This is gonna. When I was a kid, this and also, you know, what I did was like I was a trader, and a lot of it was I was very I was very into gambling when I was in college. I lost a lot sense. of money. Yep. <laughs> the same, same goddamn thing, brother. <laughs> when you went to, all right, so you uh, Ivy League boy, yes, University of Penn. Where'd you grow up? What, what? Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Connecticut. You grew up in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Indian? Uh, Indian. My mom's Filipino. Filipino. Oh, it's a good goddamn combo. Oh, yeah, it's a nice blend. Never met one like that in my life. All right. Well, you should you tell one. every girl that. I do. I'm the only <laughs> one that exists. <laughs> yeah. They stopped having kids in my family because they wanted to preserve me. <laughs> this Actually, one time a girl said, I know a guy that's an Indian Filipino comic. So I said, oh, I don't need to meet him so I can assassinate him. Yes. Yeah. You need to be the only one. We'll work on that, too. <laughs> We're, we're getting Is it rid of assassination if no one, if like that guy's not famous. I think, yeah, you're, just, I think you're just murdering that guy. I, yeah, you're right. You know what? I, if, if I die, I want to be assassinated because yeah, that way I know I was somebody. Exactly. Hmm. Man, it's okay. something we can all yeah. just reach for. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to have goals. I want to be assassinated, please. <laughs> Fuck natural causes. Okay, so you go to Penn. Did you know you were going to get into this, or you just go to Penn? First year or two, undeclared. Well, you were. Did you? If you went to UPenn, excuse me, you went to Wharton. Then. Yes, I went okay, to Wharton. Okay, so you, you knew we were getting into business. I knew I was getting into business. Wharton's Wharton a business is, school. Wharton is the business school yeah. in America. I, mean, yeah. it's, I it's, thought it's, it was a Dr. Seuss yeah. character. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that son of a bitch heard of who? No, too soon. Okay. What's the improvement? I don't know shit. Um, so you go to Wharton. You go to the mm-hmm. great business school. Yeah. You're going to be a trader. Yes. And so you're looking forward to this life. Had you known much about what that lifestyle details before you got into it? No, not necessarily. I was no. pretty, uh, I was pretty straight laced when I was in, well, before college. Well, you got into Wharton, so yeah. you had to do that. Right. Yeah, it's not easy. No, yeah, it's not exactly University of Phoenix. You know, not quite. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and so you get into that. You're a good boy. You start partying in Philadelphia at Penn. You start drinking or what? Yeah, I, you know, I was a college kid. You do what you college do in college. Kid. Sure, sure. Do you think business students? Drink and party a little harder than average students no. at a college. Less. They do not. No, less because you have to have your well, shit because, together. Well, because yeah, yeah, you're, you're you're surrounded by smart kids. You need, you know, when you're when you're in, when you're in high school, you you know, you're assumingly you're smarter than the other ones. But you get that's why you get in this school. Once you're there, there's right. It's mm-hmm. like you know, going to the pros. It's all. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bunch of. How do I say this? It's it's like you know how they say like big fish in a small pond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like this sounds like it's all the big fishes from all the ponds put in a small pond, mm-hmm. and now you have to fend right. for yourself. That's well said. Mm-hmm. Shark you know tank, basically. Yes. yes, valid point right there. Yeah. And so you're dealing with that. Um, now you graduate, mm-hmm. and you move out here to to work for who? Can you use names or no? Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, th- first, uh, first I worked for a French bank. First I worked for a hedge fund in Philadelphia for two years. Hedge fund in Philly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it was owned by a French bank. And then I they moved me to New York in 2000, and then I worked there until 2002. And then I worked at Bank of America until 2009, until a merger with Merrill Lynch. And then I worked at a Japanese firm for two years after that. Hmm. See, wow. moved around. And then the Japanese firms when he quit. Mm-hmm. You know why? Filipinos and Japanese <laughs> don't fucking get along. That blood came dominant right there. <laughs> So you get into it, like, uh, is it like, 
All right, at the beginning, people haven't seen Wolf of Wall Street. The opening, one of the opening scenes is DiCaprio getting the job and being told he's less than pawn scum, and he is to just dial people. He just has to make phone calls. Is that how it starts for you? Your first day, let's start in Philadelphia. Your first day at that firm, uh, what happens? Well, basically, what what I did was um, I was um, I would assist a, I, would, I would assist a trader, and I would like print out all the sheets, like yes. get all his like stuff together for the day, and then I'd watch him and I'd help him. I'd I'd book his trades, whatever he did. I write it down. I put it in the computer. I'd relay information to him, and basically, I was just his I was just his bitch. You're his <laughs> bitch. Yeah. But did you enjoy that? Yes. Because you're a part of something. You're a part of something, and you knew, and I, and I saw a path of where I wanted to go, and. And you know, back then, what's what's actually interesting is back then it wasn't as much. There wasn't a, it wasn't as computerized. You actually had to do stuff in your head. Mm. N- now, now everything's done by computer. There's no does the work for you. Yes, and it makes you it makes you sharper because you need to think for your head, not just like whatever the screen tells you. Mm. Wow. Mm. So like the new bankers are just are just idiots now. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. It's it, it, it just the it just the way our world is because we have. I mean, think about how little you actually talk to someone else. Like you, there, you don't you don't call your friends on the phone anymore. No. You text. You IM. You yeah, but I, maybe I would I text way more than I would ever call. So it kind of evens out. Yeah. Mm. But I want to hear that sweet sweet voice. That's, sweet, That's what sweet, I want to hear. Triple sweet. Mm. <laughs> I feel <laughs> this is interesting now. I think stockbroker. This it sounds like now like. You're going to hear old stockbrokers doing that old back-in-the-day shit. They're right. going to sound like the old football this is players. 2002, yeah. 2003. Yeah, this think is about like... this. It's like a decade ago, it's like, it's like the old football players. We used to play both ways right. with a helmet that was made out of a piece of bubble gum. Right. These pussies. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me, man. Uh... Now, the dude who you're doing, you're the bitch for, mm-hmm. how high-strung is this dude when you meet him? Uh, this guy, you know what's funny? This, his, he was an Italian name, and you would, when you... When you think of he would he would berate guys on the phone. He would scream and yell at guys. He would call them pussies, you motherfucker. So I will get fucking them doing kill best. you. I will fucking kill you. I will come right down there. And the guy was like 130 pounds. <laughs> so great. And that's part of the movie. You yeah. see that. And that's yeah, the, yeah. It's hard to believe is yeah. that you see this whole room at the end of the movie. There's a thousand people in the firm, and they're on the phone, and there's cute girls and shit like fuck you, bitch, yeah. bop bop bop. They actually do that. Mm-hmm. And that's to try and get someone to spend money, right? Well, I, in this case, he was trying to get on. Or, he was trying to get on trades that were going to make him money. So he was trying to, you know, he was making, he was trading for himself and trading for our firm, trying to make us money by. Right. And he's talking to other people in other firms. Is that who he's he was talking at? to? Guys on the floor, like his, like the guys running around on the stock exchange. He's yelling at those guys. Hmm. Jesus Christ! Jeez. Yeah, that's a hell of a work environment. We should try that here at the studios. Yeah. <laughs> My people. You're going to probably hear a pause in this podcast. All right, look, this has been the weirdest day of all time. Um, <laughs> the hard drive just quit in the middle of a conversation of a sentence. I don't know how much. We're not going to listen to this. We're just going to put it right up. So I don't know how much you heard of what Grant said, but we have been sitting for nine minutes <laughs> playing the piano. None of us can play the fucking piano, nope. but we've been sitting here doing this. <laughs> so we're acknowledging it because that's what we do. We are self-aware. That's right. It stopped. This day started with me not being able to find a beanie. Right. I dropped my, my vitamins in the street. I didn't know if I could take them after. This sounds horrible. I dropped a cup of tea. Nothing's going. This is like the Turn opposite ice. of King Midas for me today. <laughs> Everything I touch turns to shit, okay? So I don't know what's going on. It's weird. I'm scared to go forward. I'm scared one of you will spontaneously combust like a member of Spinal Tap. 
There's a reference I hope someone under fucking 80 yeah. gets. <laughs> and, okay, but now we're going to continue with the interview. I don't know yeah. if Grant remembers what he was asking. Yeah, well, you were talking about the guy, the first guy you worked with, uh, sort of your mentor, I guess. Yeah, the guy that used to ber- berate me on, on a so daily the, basis. So what, what is his relationship like that, though? That was my question. Was it was like fraternal, douchebaggy type, like, type of thing like well, kind of you know what, what it's, was it's almost like a training ground if you can't handle like being yelled at if you because yeah. in the markets there's no there's no friends if you lose money you're you're gonna lose money there's right. no, no no one's gonna hold your hand afterwards you need you right. need to develop a thick skin right sure and that's how you so sooner the better get sooner in there, the better right get because in there a lot of people them. just can't yeah. handle that and yeah but why, and it's a why does it breed. have to be that way like other industries are very dependent on business and like relationships but they don't have to yell and, and curse at each other like that I mean that's just the way it's always been and you, it's just quicker it's faster there's no there's or no do time you th- for do you think that this profession uh, attracts a certain personality type specifically I absolutely do, do think that I mean you need to I mean, number one like I said you have to have a thick skin you gotta be able to think quickly and you, then there's no friends it's mm. it's like it's carnage mm-hmm. out there yeah it, it almost feels like God, I hate like to use this. comedy? What? No, okay. Well, no, there's that too. <laughs> but, uh, God, I, mean, I think the perception is that it's a bunch of snakes, but when you describe it, I don't want to think it because you're obviously a good person, but, like, it almost, it, it's, a, it's, it's a floor full of predators, right? Yes. And you can't yeah. trust anyone. It's a shame. D- did you, how many friends, real friends do you think you had in all your years working in stocks? Well, I think I think a good barometer is now because now that I've been out for two years, yeah. I'd probably I, I I think there's a good about I'd say about ten good friends I still have. Ten. No, that's good. That's not bad. Yeah. Well, let me use my test though. This this is to me the old school test. Okay. The, these ten friends, you would trust them alone in a room with your wife or your wallet. Um. The number is going down. You can <laughs> see it in his face. Yeah. The number is going down. Well, I don't have a wife anymore, so that's okay. But I if could, you had a trust, wife, but I'm saying, would you? That I you would trust them with my ex-wife. That was yes. the eleventh. <laughs> yeah. I trust them all with my ex-wife. But my wallet, I, I trust. I, uh, I trust all these guys. With okay, my wallet, well, with my that's wallet. pretty good. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's the truth. That is the ultimate test. Is yeah. that the wife and wallet? Test? Yes. Okay. I'm telling you, but don't, do you think oh, anyone from Wall Street have put in a position like sort of like how the movie was, where it came down to potential jail time or or potentially losing a lot of money or losing your job? You know, wouldn't would anyone throw anyone else under the bus? I mean, even these one of these ten guys, if they were in that position, do you think they would have thrown you under the bus if they needed to save their own ass? Well, I mean, I think you. I mean, I think everyone would do that. I mean. I, so if, that's if, just sort of an underst- uh, understood I, I, agreement. Like, you know what? If it becomes me or you, it's going to be me over you. Just that's it. You I mean, know. that's just kind of yeah. You know, I'll, I'll even you. even after established friendships, even like we're cool, we're buddies, we're hanging out. I know your family. Yada I mean, yada yada. I guess it's like the mob. Like you don't you don't you don't rat on your friends. Okay, so there is that. So there is a little bit of a, a little bit, but they, but yeah. but I but I'd say that most guys would sell their friends out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if if you're gonna jail or that guy's gonna jail, yeah, yeah. like you're gonna. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think that's just Wall Street. I think that's but life. But even let's lower the stakes. Then you're not even jailed. Let's just say money. Let's just say losing or making money or just getting the heat for like a, a shitty investment. You know, you're just taking the the slack for that. You know, like do you think somebody would be like, oh, that was uh, you know Raj's idea. You know, he, oh, he pitched that. To oh, there's me. definitely people that. You know? I mean, that 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 stuff happens all the time. There's very yeah. uh, that 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 happens in any business. That happens in the, but this industry even more so because there's more on the line. Right. Did you see a lot of shadiness or illegal activity or any? I'll tell you one thing that I did see, which is very interesting. I and mean, I saw this very early in my career. Remember the company WorldCom? Yeah. Okay. yeah. So um, eventually they went bankrupt. I remember, like, and I think I was maybe three or four months into my career. This, this broker calls the guy I'm assisting, and he says, 
um, the stock has gone to zero. Um, I have a guy on the inside that's season that works on our financial statements. He knows they're worthless. Now, now um, I don't know if you remember the story, but many years later, Bernie Ebers, the CEO, went to jail because he was falsifying the documents or uh-huh. the, the financial statements. Okay. But this guy saw what was going on. Okay. So he he basically did something to bet against the stock, and this broker told my guy to do that. Like I did nothing, and I remember the day the, the earnings came out, stock went straight up because mm-hmm. what happened was, um, Bernie Ebers and some other guys on the committee were, you know, they they saw the real numbers and they just changed them, so cool. they put them out, and eventually, they got caught three or four years later. But wow. that was like I, ne- I never knew that at the time, but I figured out later on that's exactly what happened. Wow! wow. Now, if you would have known it when when it's happening, how do you think you would have felt? Would you been okay with this? Would you been comfortable? I mean, doing something. I mean, first of all, you know it's illegal. Yes, it's one hundred percent illegal. But it's one of those things, you know. I, I don't. Once you know it, though, once the guy says it to you, it's almost mm-hmm. like uh, when you're in court and you bring evidence and the uh, jury disregard that evidence mm-hmm. that clearly incriminates. Oh, okay, yeah. my bad. Because mm-hmm. he didn't have a warrant when they found the knife and the guy said <laughs> bloody knife. In his or, head. Or, 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 or it's like, or it's like, <laughs> try not to think about that. Right. Like or it's like, like you <laughs> hide behind those technicalities, right. those loopholes. Right? Or, or it's like you're betting on a game. If you know someone's point shaving, would you bet on that team? Right. But and you know it. You know it. You know the guy is. It's a good question. Do they run? Do they give you like? If anyone comes to you with this insider trading stuff, is there a protocol you're supposed to? It's supposed to happen, like you report it, or you're supposed to. Yeah, you report it to everyone else, and they make the money with you. Yeah. That's what that <laughs> shit would be. Well, you're supposed to report it to compliance, who who are like the cops. Does uh, anyone ever do that? I mean, that, honestly, like if you hear something like that, most of the time you just want to pretend you never heard it. You never heard it because you don't want to be involved. Yeah, you want to like, keep your fingernails as clean as possible. Right. If you see a, if you see a crime, then do you really want to really get involved if it's I feel if you end up being a whistleblower in downtown, <clears throat> in Wall Street, that you would get chastised more than anything else. You're, you wouldn't be a hero. If you come to me, Benji, with insider trading, and I rat you out, I feel like all my brothers on the floor would be like, what a pussy he is. What, are you allergic to money? Like, <laughs> how valid am I in that comment? I think, I think it's better to look away. It's better to look away, see? Yeah. I just like my analogy. What, are you allergic to money? That's a good one. That's going to be my new T-shirt. It's going to be in Wolf 2. Wolf That's it. Yeah. You're right in the screenplay right now. Money. Yeah. Well, how about- Wolf of Wall Street 2, the search for more cash. What, are you allergic to money? How about in, uh, in Penn during your training? Are there classes on, like, you know, the moral obligations of dealing with such big, you know, financial transactions? Is that ever discussed? No. No? Really? They don't even put you some bullshit philosophy 101. Right. Like morality. You know, no. this is Kant. This is Kant. Maybe that's teaching them Kant. Maybe that's not 101. Okay. I mean, after all, this Donald, is Kant for uh, cunts. Welcome to. Uh, yeah, I mean, after all, Donald Trump is a uh, alum of Penn, so <laughs> I think that's something that is important. You know, when people are presented with such large numbers that could yeah. blind their like their usual moral standings. Like you said, this guy could have been a great guy off off work, yeah. but on work he turns into this shark. Like to prepare people. To be in a proper state of mind when you're yeah, doing this, that should could, be in the educational process. Yeah, of but it. these people got into this already. You know what I mean? Like they they went through middle school, they went through elementary school where they had that. You find money on the street, what do you do? You know, like they had those <laughs> questions and they've answered them, and here they are at Wan Wall Street. I'll tell you how you know I'd answer I mean? that. Yeah, you find money in the middle of the street, what do you do? Yeah. I enroll in some adult education classes on Kant. That's what <laughs> I do. I learned all I can about Kant. <laughs> it's, the, it's the moral of intention. Let's get to the moral. Thing. Yeah.
Um, I promoted this yesterday because we're putting this on late today, so I wanted people to not freak out that we're putting this on at 4 Eastern, God willing. We're, we're going to be at the deadline, but we're going to yeah, do knows? what we can. It doesn't matter. Just wait for us, God damn it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I said I was going to interview a stock guy. We were going to talk about Wolf of Wall Street and all that, and someone replied, mm. uh, good, I hope he choked. First of all, this person did not understand that we're doing it now. He thought mm. we did it already. And he's like, I hope that guy choked right after. Whatever the comment I think, is. I think he wrote Tard and Feather. Tard yeah. and Feather. Tard and Feather. People hate you and just think that everyone is so morally bankrupt when they get in. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I get what you're saying, Grant. I think that you, everyone gets in there because they want money. You're yeah. not going there to change. You're not Mother Teresa no, when no. you go downtown, right. baby. Yeah, you're not there to yeah. change the game. No. You, know? you yeah, don't like even I, have that thin <clears throat> veil of wanting to change the game like politics, which is... Probably equally a shark yes. tank, but yeah, at like least I, you have the superficial. Like, I want to help people. I mean, you know, I, but like, I remember when I interviewed a, a guy one, uh, one time. The guy said, "I asked him, why do you want to work on Wall Street?'" He's like, "Well, I want to help people." I'm like, "Well, why don't you become a nurse?" Yeah, yeah how are you going to help people? Anything? Wall Street? You, what, yeah. the hell, what the hell is that? Are you going to help people? Yeah. yeah, I want to be able to tip people fifties <laughs> <50s laughs> instead of twenties when I go out. Um, is but your I, last name People? Is that why? <laughs> <laughs> this girl I'm trying to fuck. Her last name is People. I'm trying to help her. I want to help her family by buying them a mansion so she fucks me more. Yeah. Um, but I do feel that not everyone goes in there totally corrupt, and they're not all monsters, but I think when that big money shows up, it does corrupt. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and it's one thing for us all to say that money wouldn't corrupt us. And that we'd be the same person, and that it's not that important. But I'll tell you, once you keep adding zeros, your life, your mindset changes. You probably trust less. You probably mm-hmm. feel more invincible. Yeah. And that's why. Yeah. I, and let, let's be honest. This is why that movie. And we're going to shift to the movie now because you've been on CNBC discussing it. And the reason people are hating this movie. I didn't know they were. No, I the, haven't heard a bad thing. I, I, they're starting to be good this now. Is the people in my life. The so. first week, yeah. Yeah. there was some backlash. Okay. And people love Goodfellas, right? Sure. Yep. yep. They murdered people. Yeah, they did. But there are cowboys. They're they're right. modern day cowboys. This mm-hmm. is the old West, and we love that. Right. And they're more despicable than stockbrokers who are making mm-hmm. billions of dollars doing quaaludes and fucking hookers and planes. But we hate them because these are like nerdy bad guys. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. These are guys also, yeah. who are good at math. How dare you study math and now make more than me? How dare you study? Like, poor Raj probably fucking barely left his, uh, probably spent weeks in his dorm room at times trying to compete with all these geniuses at an Ivy League school to get to this point. The fact that they're living this kind of rock star life, people are repressed by it. Like I said, your dude was calling people, fuck you, and and talking shit to all these people. He was a Mm -hmm. buck 30 soaking wet. Mm -hmm. That's not a tough guy. Henry Hill's a tough guy, yeah. but Henry Hill also murdered people's families, and people have a disdain for stockbrokers so much because they're rock star nerds. And That's also, really what that is. I think also, and they're getting away with it. You they're know getting away I mean? the with white collar crime. Yeah, and you know what? Blue I mean, collar. Well, yeah, exactly. But I mean, you're that's gonna, a big difference. You get you get you get your shit caught up in the mob. You're gonna either get killed by the mob or you're gonna go to real jail, jail, yes. jail, jail. 
you know, with the white collar, what is it? You know, it's like three years was the worst, th- you know, whatever. And it's like, it's, the stakes are so much lower. So these assholes are getting away with this shit. And I, I think th- that makes I, it worse. Because I mean, <coughs> you get a little bit of jealousy in there, too. I mean, like, I, think, you know. I think a lot of people, I think uh, the reason a lot of people hate, like, the typical Wall Street guy is because a lot of these guys, let's face it, we were nerds in high school and sure. college. Like, we're, we're, we weren't the cool people. Yes. We didn't know how to act. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you get a little money, all of a sudden, you, you change. All of a sudden, right. you start berating people. And the world acting. changes the ways it sees you, obviously, too. Yes. So that's a mutual thing. All of a sudden, exactly. people start you know did you, I mean, did you see like friends of yours change from when they started to a couple years in i've or? definitely seen if if you've seen the movie jonah, jonah hill's character is actually yeah. the best example of the bad wall street guy because he comes out he's first he's a nobody and then as soon yeah. as he gets money yeah. starts you know he bullies the gay butler he eats the guy's goldfish yeah yeah he yells at people he's yeah. he's, he's a pretty despicable human being let's, yes. let's let's not no like at least jordan belfort in that movie he is Inspiring to other people. He's a good speaker. He's a he's a smooth guy. Right. Jonah Matic. Hill is a bad guy. Yeah. Jonah Hill actually, it's very funny. I met Jonah Hill. Uh, the actual Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Yes. Um, he he came to my friend's brokerage firm doing research for this movie, so I got to meet him. Well, he killed it, by the way. Yeah, he FYI. totally he killed it out there. I mean, he really was. was actually, yeah, it, it was, was like it maybe two days before I met Scorsese, and he asked me about my life and wow. whatever. And then he had one a funny thing he asked me was he asked me oh. Oh, you left this, now you become a comedian? How much money do you make? Then I asked him, how much money do you make? Wow. <laughs> nice. And you met Scorsese? <clears throat> no, no, Joe Nihil. Before he met Scorsese? Yes. He was researching. He was doing the research. I was about to say, Jesus Christ, Raj. <laughs> You're way too big for this show. <laughs> yeah. He's fucking hobnobbing yeah. with these guys. We don't guys. even have enough hard drive space for this. <laughs> <laughs> you left Wall Street to do a podcast <laughs> with no hard drive. We're working on a flash drive here. It's a 64 gigabyte flash drive. <laughs> We're recording this. It was, a give, it was a giveaway at a Wall Street convention. <laughs> We're recording this on my own boombox from 85 with the dual discs. Sorry, dual discs. Dual cassettes. A-track. Oh, I missed my A-track player. I'm not bullshitting. I'm not bullshitting. I had a good one. Um, so you saw a lot of people turn to this Jonah Hill character. Yes, I saw. I wouldn't say a lot, but I definitely saw some. I, I saw a lot of guys just change. It's just the way they treated people. And and that part actually bothers me a lot about Wall Street. It, it really just rich people. Like you, you see rich guys all the time. Like sure. they become, you know, they're normal, they're nice guys, and when they get money, they they think that's a currency for them to treat people like shit. You think it's different uh, different in any way than fame, <coughs> or is it the same? I think it's the same. Yeah, I think I mean money and fame is right. So, it's power. P- power. Mm-hmm. It's power. Mm-hmm. It's I think thing. you probably have a better chance of keeping perspective with money. And not fame. I always like that Bill yeah. Murray quote. People always yeah. will come up to him and go, I wish I was rich and famous like you. And he goes, start with rich. Yeah. I think fame, you could be, there's a lot of people who are famous who are broke, like reality stars. Yeah, and you that. can be under the table rich. You know, you can be cool rich. You know, there is cool rich. There's I, like quiet rich. I know? think that'd be a great yeah. way to li- yeah. live. You go mm-hmm. out, you take care of people. Sure, sure. You have a good yeah, life. Yeah, it's a Patagonia fleece, but the label's on the inside. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I'd like to uh, score one for you of a reference I didn't fucking get. Patag- <laughs> what the hell's Patagonia? Oh, they make a high quality... Uh, Just a nice fleece. Yeah, it's a nice, nice fleece. Yeah. Oh, for, the record, I, for the record, I got Patagonia. There you go. <laughs> I don't like this three on one bullshit. It's a very she white collar police. It's, it's <laughs> My collar's blue, Daniel. I'm gonna start siding with the mobsters again. Now, what made you leave this world? Um, I was fired. Oh, oh. by the Japanese oh, firm. Thickens. The Japanese firm, yes. That was, did they, was it a weird firing process? No, it it was actually like a time. Like I actually wanted to leave. It was kind of mutual. But. Sure, sure. And you d- you didn't look for a job in the industry. Obviously, you just I, I was ready to take it. To take some time off. Why and is that? 
I, you know, I've been doing it for 13 years. It's a very stressful job. Sure. I need some time off, and then I started doing this, and now I enjoy the, you guys way better than those guys. Yeah. We're a lot That's better. Nice. We're quality yeah. motherfuckers, yeah. Yeah. Pretty Raj. Good. Yeah. Pretty good. We're pretty good. I mean, we, we don't have a pot to piss in between the three of us. Right. But <laughs> I like to think we're about the music. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Please don't stop the music. <laughs> <laughs> so 13 years of that, and it's busy. What, what are your hours? What are you doing? 10, 12s, 14s? Uh, I I would, I would usually be in the office around 7.30 and leave it <clears throat> around 6. But Jeez. but even during the night, I'm still like on my like on my BlackBerry watching the markets, what's going on around the world. Because you know, I was in charge of a lot of positions, so I needed to know what's going on. Are you meeting clients every night? Uh, I'd say average two to three nights a week. Two to three nights? Yes. And these are big dinners and you take them out to drinks yes. and shit? Yes. Okay. I uh, mean, a lot, a, lot of, a lot of times you take these guys out is because if, if I worked at a Bank of America, there's maybe 10 other firms that are – Exactly the same like as you. There's a guy that does the exact same job as you. So it's not like you can really offer anything that different than the other ten guys in your seat. Yes. But if they like you better, they'll it's do about business who with you. You are right. You're as a person. The right. old saying: the quickest way to someone's you can get someone's wallet after you they you get the oh, shit. fool me once won't get fooled again. <laughs> you can get the you can get my heart. Uh, fuck it. I can't. I'm too confused. Okay. You can get my wallet if you get my heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now everyone's staring at me. All that build well, up. Right. I get it though. Like, real work is done at the bar. You know what I mean? Like that type yeah. of stuff. That type. Of That's thing. what I've been trying it's to tell my yeah. family. Yeah. They worry yeah. about me. Yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah. the real work gets done at the bar. It That's does. why yeah. I'm getting home at eight in the morning. <laughs> That's well. That was what the titty uh, bar. Ben but... Franklin. You know, coming all hungover, bloodshot. Where you? Where were you, Ben? Were you late? I was working all night, right. and now exactly. the French are going to come and save our ass. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. You're welcome. You're doing these these dinners. How many hours of sleep you get during the week? Uh, five, six average, and you can function off that. Sort of. Do you well, have to? Yeah. Do you have to function like Matthew McConaughey suggested in Wolf of Wall Street? Was a there a lot of coke going little, on? Little too. Do you, little if you don't want to admit, definitely not in the office. Not, not in the office. That is a kind of yes. Uh, that is definitely a pleading. <laughs> but I mean, fifth. but 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 you can't you can't police what people do outside of the work. Sure. No. I mean, it's and the lifestyle life. demands a, something. I mean, you can't. The human body is not designed to work fourteen hours a day right. and sleep six hours a night, and also mm-hmm. always be thinking about it constantly. You need. There's got to be some outside element, I would assume. Even mm-hmm. if you try at first to be Zen master or whatever, there isn't enough meditation in the world. As someone who meditates, ginseng, ginseng. I think Adderall is what everyone takes now. I mean, okay. I mean, first of all, I live in the West Village, and I have a uh, prescription for it. And I go to eight pharmacies, so I can't get anything. So all these kids are on drugs now. Okay. Wow. Also, like we were saying before, the personality type that's attracted to the job also probably certain right. type of drugs. Well, it's like obviously a very now, now, person. now yeah. lifestyle, and that, uh, that's like, always gimme, 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 right? Right. So that's always going to be, you know. Yeah. I mean, so, you're, you're making decisions in seconds, and you're in quick, and out of stuff in seconds. Fast. So that's right. and high pressure stuff right. situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's got to be weird. So you make a high pressure <clears throat> decision, <clears throat> like in seconds. When you're out taking clients out, and you're mm-hmm. at a dinner, and you're getting drinks and all that, <clears throat> you're still having to make decisions, right? Because you're on your BlackBerry. Even at, at that, those hours or no? At times, yes. And then so you make a decision like that. You get all nervous and you, you say, yeah, go along with this or no, mm-hmm. don't. Right. How Fine, do you so. feel right after? Do you have to go do a couple shots and just get numb and forget? No, I mean, honestly, I, th- I think the thing that you do as a trader that you need to – the best thing – think, I think, think of like a uh, closer in baseball. I mean, if you, make, you, you lose a game the next day, you just got to come out and try and win again. It's, okay. it's not, you, have yeah. to, you have to have a short memory. 
Because 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 if you don't, then that then you're gonna drive yourself crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yes, but what about <coughs> like then? This is something that not bothered me about the movie. But I was curious about like what about your bosses? What about I mean, were you responsible? I mean, you know, I mean, in the movie, it made it like it didn't matter whether or not the stock made money. You just sell yeah. the fucker on the stock and you make your commission, and it doesn't matter how it does. But then right. my thing was, it, it seemed like there was never any repercussions. Like, does anyone make any of their clients making money? Like, wouldn't word spread? Like, don't go to Stratton Oakmont well, they if were... you want to invest because they're Right. Not gonna make any money. Like, isn't there some sort of like Yelp reviews? Yeah, or yeah, basically, yeah. Like Yelp stock, <laughs> anything. Like, yeah, like you know, or or no. I mean, what what is it? I mean, well, I mean, they were crooked. I mean, yeah, that's the difference. Crooked, well, they yeah. were crooked, but yet they still had cl- cl- clearly yeah. plenty of clients, clearly plenty yeah. of people that were willing to invest in them, regardless. Even after the article saying that this guy was shady as fuck, right. essentially. Right. You right. Know? Like the clients we dealt with were big hedge funds. So like, they, right. so like you had to be, you had to make that money or else they wouldn't deal so with it. So you did have, okay. Yeah, I mean, right. like, I'm, it seems like, like, like there was never a year, there was maybe one year I was down money in 13 years of trading. Wow. So Good for you. Is there like a di- one moment <coughs> or decision that you n- remember as a real big fuck up? Um, the most the most money I ever lost in one day was forty million dollars. Whoa! You lost forty million dollars. It wasn't my own money, but our firms for the firm we lost forty million dollars because of day. you. Because oh. your decision. So of, it was a position that I had on, and well, what, what was you said? Wow! This is, so, now, think about this. that. Holy hey, shit! Oh and I'm sorry, God. you you bring up the Mariano Rivera in the closer. Yeah, losing three two to the Angels <laughs> in the ninth inning is not the same as forty million, 40 million disappearing. So to be able to walk that off. You mm-hmm. yeah, right. bring out the lewds, motherfucker. Yeah, no shit. That's like Portugal's uh, entire like GDP. I'm yeah. not gonna lie, <laughs> I felt like shit that day. <laughs> Wait, I was still up, I was still yeah. up 100 million dollars though that year. So holy wow! And then so you go home. How do you deal with that? I, I don't. I don't. Honestly, I, after that, at four o'clock that day, I was so numb. I drank so much. I drank so much. I think I was blacked out by five o'clock. Wow! Oh my God. Was, that, was everyone like go home early today? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do your comrades yeah. uh, treat you? After that, after you lose, are they supportive? Like, hey, you'll get them tomorrow. Or did they turn their back on you? Did they give you like those guys were completely up? supportive? Really? Completely supportive. Be- was- be- because they know my track record. It was like, okay, you know what? It's it's inevitable. Also, did you do something like super risky, or like anyone in that decision in that position would have made the same? Without getting too technical, it was like what they did was they changed they they changed a certain rule in the. It's like changing the rule in the middle of the game, and mm. it just made everything. In, insane, like they, 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 the government, the government, it, it was, it was, it was, it was in 2008 during Just like the financial meltdown, and uh-huh. they said you couldn't be short stocks anymore, essentially. So every stock went up in the whole world. Okay, so not really your fault. So yeah, that's kind no, of no, it wasn't external. really my fault. It was, it was, it was an extraordinary external event that you couldn't. That no one still though just to have just, your, just have your name on a forty million dollar loss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's like <laughs> it, 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 it would be like in the middle of the next game, and so all of a sudden the, the uh, next basket's worth a hundred. You're like, oh shit, we we just well, lost. Listen to me, I went to Subway <laughs> today and I bought a five dollar six inch, and I realized I could have gotten the foot long for the same money. I wanted to jump off a bridge. You know what I mean? <laughs> Good thing you did not go down the path of Rostis. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> right to put this in perspective. <laughs> if we go back to baseball, this sounds more like. Okay, you got the blown save, but the runs were unearned. A Rod threw right. the ball away. It was yeah. a fucking error. That's what it sounds like to me. Or it's like you're the closer of like the Rays, and they sell the team because you lost the game. Yeah, <laughs> we are just getting more ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Now it's your time. Yeah. It's it's, yeah, it's yeah, relief pitching, That's pissing like, contest, yeah. metaphors <laughs> to the yeah. financial losses. It's more like yeah, wow. if, if you get knocked out here, you're gonna you're gonna get AIDS. That's what. <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> Well, someone just wanted to win that competition. <laughs> um, 
Jeez, 40 mil. That's that insane. Is insane. That's nuts. Now, how much did you win in a day? What's the uh, Yeah, what's the best? Yeah, what's your uh, let's, let's stroke your ego back up. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, I feel like Gene Hackman and Hoosiers. We just <laughs> broke you was, down to build you back uh, up. It was a couple days. Like I'd say at least there were three or four or five days I made in excess between ten to twenty million dollars. I don't remember the exact same day. And that and now, how much do you actually see after that? Yeah, do you that? see a cut? Is it like percentage? I mean, like the, the, the bank, like like the, the banks don't pay you like you at a hedge fund, like a standard deal. Guys make twenty percent of their P and L at, at banks. You know, it's very subjective, and a lot of it's paid in stock too. So, hmm. it's very it, the, the the banks base base pay whatever they want. That's that's why, uh, and and there's still a lot of backlash against what bankers make. But yeah. if you make, like if, if uh, the year I made the most money was I made two hundred million dollars for our firm. Wow! wow. But, but see, it's just like sports. If you are making that money for someone, you deserve money. <clears throat> well, right. it, you do. It, it, it's 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 the same. You know, like like right. the athletes. Why are they worth? No one's worth that much for uh, shooting a ball through a hoop. Yeah, it is because the money that LeBron James generates for the city of Miami, the franchise of Miami, the League right. of, the, of, of National Basketball yeah. Association, he, he's underpaid. He's very underpaid. You know, so shit like that. Like, if you're making someone 200 mil, right. you, mm-hmm. you deserve some dough without question. Yeah, Grant. and I think that's where a lot— I think that's how a lot of Wall Street people, and I don't know, but would justify their whole lifestyle and their whole attitude towards everybody else because it's like, I earned this, I made this happen, I fucking deal with all the stress, I don't get any sleep, I do all of this to make this happen for myself, so fuck everybody else. You yeah, know what right. I mean? Like, right. Well, you know? I guess then you look at professions that don't generate cash. Uh, uh, right. So then, like, yeah, you don't have so that tangible decides, result. Yeah, you, you can't don't have say, look what I did. Yeah, I Mother thought, Teresa can't stand on top of a bunch of right. not hungry people and be like, look at this. Look right. how can, not hungry these people are. It'd be great if she ate a goldfish <laughs> in front of those <laughs> hungry people. <laughs> yeah. The doctor who gave birth to LeBron James well, couldn't have done anything without me, also. So I deserve a whole. No, a but he's not generating money well, for yeah. him. Right. That's my point is like, doctors don't generate cash or teachers don't generate cash. Yes, right. Okay. Even though they're, they're, what they produce it's ends great. up going to do mm-hmm. it and it's great. But this is so more like tangible statistically. Deserves, right. It's tangible, yeah. It's, right. it's statistics. You right. could, you know, he helped someone make 200 mil. You can look at how many jerseys LeBron sells. You can yeah. look at the attendance yeah. after he went to Miami. You can look at the ratings after he went to Miami or entered the league. Yeah. And it's it's proofs in the pudding. Or same mm-hmm. thing, you know, when film and television. You sell these tickets, you get paid more to do it. Sure. Your shows sell more ads and you get paid, you know, a million dollars an mm-hmm. episode. Something you know, like Friends when everyone is making a million each mm-hmm. or right. something crazy like that. But it's funny. There's no backlash if if a guy gets paid twenty million dollars. It's like Amari Stoudemire doesn't even play. People are like, how come like people aren't like, oh, he should get my money back. If I see a Michael Bay movie, like I, sometimes <laughs> most of them, I want my money back. Thank I don't you. get that. Yeah. Well, well actually, we're the same thing with trading. Also, <laughs> I, want my, <laughs> I want my money back. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could do that sometimes. <laughs> I have the receipt. Is that yeah. worth it now? Okay. The tag right. is still on there. <laughs> it didn't even. The forty million dollar day. Hey, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think. It. How about if I don't come in today? <laughs> Raja, uh, we're gonna have to edit because um, you just offended someone. Um, you didn't realize where I've sold the rights to this podcast. Um, Michael Bay's going to make the Lust for Life <laughs> movie. Talking isn't good enough. No. Some of you will be exploding in the movie. <laughs> I'm pretty be, sure it'll be me first. It's yeah. gonna be very exciting. Yeah, uh, I will be played by Nicolas Cage. <laughs> One of you will be played by Megan Fox's breasts, which is the only reason that they got to. Th- Four yep. Transformers, and she happens to not be in one. Yes. <laughs> and guess what? It was the worst one, because right. her breasts... Real quick, American Hustle. 
Not as good as Wolf of Wall Street. Didn't I saw him back to back the other day. The glue of that movie is Amy Adams' breasts. <laughs> and she has B cups. Mm. Those are the strongest B cups that carried the whole fucking movie. They're out every goddamn scene, even when she's not in the scene. They're just there. It's just Christian Bale and, and uh, the guy who played Hawkeye will be in a, the room, and all of a sudden uh, you'll just Renner, see tits Renner. running around yes. and be like, it's Amy Adams. Who, who was the Wolf of Wall Street girl, his wife, in that? The who hottest was, human being I've ever seen. Not that that movie needed anybody, but who was that woman? I, I forget her name. She's Australian, actually, which is insane. Oh, yeah, she did a great, like, she sounded like she was from fucking Bay Ridge. It was, yeah. Yeah. It was Duchess of Bay Ridge. Yeah, yeah, the Duchess of Bay Ridge. God, I don't want to find a Duchess I love tonight. It. Oh, yeah, anyway, sorry. Yeah, how She's is amazing. the. All right. Hookers is pre. Uh, oh, yeah, ladies. Yeah, let's yes. talk about this. Hookers. Yeah, Wall Street ladies. In real life versus the movie. Um. In Wall Street, you can. We're talking about quantity. We can talk about your friends. Let's talk about your friends. friends. (laughs) What you saw, you of course would never do anything like that. Never would. None of us would. Um, Yes. What? uh, Do you think it was accurate portrayal of the use of hookers in Wall Street? I mean, again, there's nothing in the office, but I mean, people know like uh, places to find them. Like, there's one bar that we used to go to at. uh, Oh, hold on. Let me get my notes. um, uh, What do you call it? The the Four Seasons Bar on 57th. We used to call it the Pro Shop. The pro shop. Yes. That's nice. why the professionals hang out, hung out. Uh, and it, w- it was something that was like not discussed, but like you, everyone knew it was happening. I mean, I think I think everyone at the uh, hotel knows that too. Uh huh. Wow, it was just Wall Street guys, though. Yeah. Was, yeah. Well, if it, like what you were saying, guys who weren't necessarily the coolest guys <coughs> growing up, and now have yeah. a fuck ton of money. What yeah. are you gonna do with what, that money? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Right. What are you gonna do with it? You got to yeah. do something with it. Arrows pointing one direction here. Just now. look at zeros. Co- and you don't uh, almost don't, you don't really have any time too to really enjoy. You know the, the fruits of of a good hobby. You know what I mean. Uh, yeah, know, there's not yeah. enough archery going <laughs> yeah, on and know, coin like, collecting yeah. in Wall Street. <laughs> yeah, so don't have might time. As well, just get your dick wet. What am I the baseball card collecting? Yeah. I want to meet up with Wall Street people and be like, hey, I got three Pete Rose rookies. <laughs> right. Yeah, actually, what's funny was my ex. She she uh, you know the scene when he's going to Vegas and with the uh, the plane. And yes. She was like, oh, was that what you used to go to Vegas all the time? Is that what you used to do? I'm like, no, I used to fly commercial. I, that doesn't happen at all. <laughs> you used to I, fly commercial. I still fly commercial. Wow. When I go to Vegas. You're from Vegas, right? It's hometown, baby. There we go. Guilty as charged. A lot now, of trips to Vegas? Yeah. Yeah? Because the, the party. So when you get time off there, I also, everyone's I, bachelor parties and mm-hmm. shit, right? Yeah, bachelor parties are usually in Vegas. Oh, man. Yeah. It's so debauchery. Um, Plus, I used to car, I used to count cards, too. So I used to, Really? Really? Yeah. Someone's oh, playing up right? to some stereotypes right here. Yeah. <laughs> Ivy League. Indian kid with Ivy League school, counting right, cards. Wall yeah. Wall Street. Comedian. Yeah. <laughs> something doesn't uh, fit. Something, yeah. <laughs> Which one's missing? Sounds like my mom. She's like, this yeah, yeah. The SATs. I'm sure you did very well on them. So yeah. Yeah. Is your is your family upset that you're going into comedy? Uh, my parents are supportive enough. Supportive yeah. enough. Like, you made you, enough money. You may have enough. I feel like you stack some money away. Yeah, you probably I have some. some. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. You're not like every. I'm not gonna tell you where that is, but um, we're, no, we're yeah, trying yeah. to get you to a minute because <laughs> yeah, it's in the piano. That, that'll determine whether we let you out. Yeah, <laughs> we're mugging this motherfucker, <laughs> and we're gonna say it's for the people. We're gonna pretend <laughs> we're Robin Hood. There you exactly. go. Yeah. It's for the, yeah. the ninety nine percent. Yeah, I want to get back to to. Let's go back to the to the uh, four seasons. <laughs> 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 or uh, foreskin season. The four. Hey, try me. The veal will be here all week. There's two waitress minimum. Make sure to tip your drinks. Um, if you're out taking your clients for a good time, trying mm-hmm. to win them at the bar, and they let's just say that they they want to meet one of these pros, or let's say that they are feeling sleepy and they want to stay up, can you guys and have guys in your ilk or your former ilk made calls for them and went and scored things to win them over? Getting them hookers, getting them coke. Here, I'll spill it out. Well, you, you can't uh, 
say that directly. You can't say that directly. Still, cough yeah. once. Simply the fifth. Right. Yeah. <laughs> These are I, yeses. I, I protect my friends. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. like Henry Hill. All right. Wow. Well, he didn't do. He was a rat. But okay, that's fine. Now, I'm what, no Henry Hill. What do you think of the backlash that the movie got from the? What was it a former or is a daughter of someone yeah. from Stratton? She says well, I think, I think you should that, glorify it because my family was broke for years after. Uh, well, I think that was I think was that Jordan Belfort's daughter that actually wrote that. Was it Jordan's? I thought it was someone else's, but it was someone's daughter who was high up there. Hmm. Well, you know what? I mean, I feel bad for her, but she, if if, uh, if 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 her father still had the fifty million dollars, you think she'd be complaining? No. Mm. Right. So well, I look at it like this, like. And well, what was the complaint? Meaning, I don't like this. It shouldn't it's, be out there. It's glorifying. She, she says it's yeah. glorifying it. And I, and I had a discussion with someone when I got off the plane when I got back from Vegas about that. It's like I don't know about that movie, man. It's glo- I read this article and it's you know it's it's glorifying this lifestyle. I'm like, yeah, but that's you have to glorify it right. to then show the fall at the end. Because like I said, the fall is very important. And at the beginning of the goddamn <clears throat> book, Jordan Belfort goes, um, yeah, this is gonna be amusing, but this is a warning to you, and you can't. There's trappings to it. That's why it's so tragic in the sense that anyone could get fallen into living this fast life, being able to have spend thousands of dollars on dinner and hookers and drugs and fly wherever you want and have your own boat. But it's going to fall. You're going to fall, and it isn't the way to live. It mm. looks fun for a minute. They're great memories. But basically, you're going to self-destruct if you, if you follow this path. That's really what that movie's about. But people don't want to see it, and... I feel horrible for that girl. I feel horrible for her. Just like I feel horrible for people who are children of drug addicts and for people whose dad dies when they're eight. Right. And everyone has or something. people that didn't have money to begin with that are just poor. Yeah. Everyone yeah. has something to deal with. <laughs> and There's a movie about them. It doesn't glorify. Yes. That would be a boring-ass yeah. movie. Yeah. Would. No, I wouldn't watch it. You can't just show Jordan <laughs> Belfort showing up, making cold calls, having millions, and then losing it. You have to show him chasing pussy and doing blow yeah. and quaaludes and being a monster. Yep. You have to show it, but having fun while doing it, because that is what leads to the fall. Is that you're blind? You don't realize you become a monster through all the trappings. Yeah, maybe what people are complaining about because the movie doesn't make it so crystal clear. I mean, which I like about it. It's not too heavy-handed with its like this is so bad. This is the morality. I think. It's it does leave it up to you. It leaves it somewhere in the middle. It's like we're gonna show this story, and you know, because you can, and you're gonna bring what you think to it. Because I mean, there's that moment where the FBI agents on the uh, on the train on his way home, and I thought mm-hmm. that was very interesting. That was great, yeah. right? And so, and he like he looks at the newspaper that says, "Look, I got this guy in jail." And then he look, looks around, yeah. and he's on the shitty train. Yeah. He's like, "My life sucks." It's like you know, if, it if, doesn't if, though. No, the thing is, and uh, it was ambiguous. Like I'm right. like, I, I was looking at his face. I'm like, is he gonna smile? Is or no? Or like, and he just didn't. It was it was neutral. His face. So it left you to be like, is that guy happy with what he did, or is he thinking he's still I should have been but, that guy, or what? But you that's know? what life is. He's yeah, still tempted but, to make uh, the wrong decision, so he wouldn't be on that subway. Right. But deep mm-hmm. down, right. He knows he's doing. He's actually helping right. people. Right. right. But you look at it, though, I mean, this movie does glorify crime. I mean, it's not that different from Goodfellas or The Sopranos. Right. Sure. It, it shows that, you know, sure. crime does pay. And to an extent. That sounds bad, but crime does pay right. to an extent until right. you get caught. Right. Or it, That's why people do it. But yeah, like yeah. the. Like or, the right, or else no one would commit a yeah, crime. Like, exactly. why would you. Like, what would like, like, well, uh, what's up? For failure, no Right. One. But like yeah. the moral voice of that movie says, the moral voice is Rob Reiner, the dad. Even though he goes along with it and yeah. all that shit. Mm-hmm. The. Ch- Get out now. The chickens are going to come to roost. Yeah, yeah. The other foot always drops, my friends. Mm-hmm. It always does. 
And that's what happens to this guy. You think it does? I think it does. I think people get away with it. The Which number, the percentage of it is so low. You so there's so? always ex- there's always exceptions to the rules. But I think at some point. What about, you know, the current people on Wall Street or the people in the 80s, 90s, whatever, that just cashed in and had amazing lives? Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling that this is going to get uh, metaphysical. I don't know. Whether it's philosophical, whatever you want to say. Um, I don't know why we just became NPR guys. Yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. Really yeah. Soft. I'm going to play the pan flute if that's okay for this next <laughs> We have a poet talking about <laughs> um, her reading on Thursday. Yeah. Um, I think it's easy to think that people who are just rich and like got out of the, the lifestyle in the 80s and 90s are happy. But I have a feeling that something karmically is going to come back and that they probably are just as miserable as a lot of us. Like We I think they're living good lives. I guarantee you some of them have uh, an inanormal, that wasn't a real word, a lot of people in their family who probably died of cancer or a kid you, lost oh, a foot. Think I think shit oh, always comes like back. I really think there's a balance I, to I, life. I do. I agree with you to an extent. I can't because you can't know that. But what you, I think you can, I can say is that, and what we've been talking about is, you don't seem to really get out of it if you go all the way through it without compromising some sense of your morality and yourself, and that you'll always have that. And I don't you know think you I mean? become happier. For right, you never, you never would. With. Yeah. You know, well, I yeah. like to research that. Myself. I mean, you always have like the mirror. Sleep. You know, you always have to look at yourself. You know, you always have to face yourself. And if you have all of this stuff you're trying to shove down, I think you just, I think you end up with a lot of skeletons if you make it all the way through it. Basically, you end up with a, a full closet. I would closet, think so. You know, and that that in itself, mm-hmm. it's a closet in a mansion. But it's right, a exactly. <laughs> it's a walk-in <laughs> skeleton <laughs> closet for sure. Yeah, that's terrific. That's <laughs> now, and you but, went and defended this movie. Yes. You think it's an accurate portrayal? I mean, I think it's an exaggerated version of the best of the best of Wall Street stories. It's but a movie. You it's know. a movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I did the day. I mean, the movie's guess... a business. Also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jordan Belfort's only one that really can say how much of this was true. I'm right. sure it's, some of it's exaggerated, but right. I mean, he. I'm sure he's done a lot of drugs. And I'm sure he's done a lot of. Yeah. Drugs. I'd <laughs> <laughs> be the quote Girls. of the day. <laughs> looking, looking back at your experience now that you're out of it, uh, what would if you could change things about this industry or world, what would you personally change? I I, I think I think one thing, not necessarily change. I think one thing that I would recommend to anyone that goes into this industry is listen. You know what? Like there are going to be temptations in front of you, but don't let money and don't let this stuff change who you are. Don't let the don't let just change your moral character. Like, cause you know, Wall Street guys are, let's face it, everyone hate. Let's everybody hates them. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? The reason, and I think the the main reason why is because the way that they treat other people. Like Jonah Hill, just keep looking at him. Right. That's the guy that everyone hates yeah. because he's just a bad person. Mm-hmm. And money changed him. He, he, I don't think in, if you look at this character in the beginning, I don't think he was that bad of a guy. Yeah, he was just an innocent and guy all, who married his cousin. Yeah, you know, exactly. like any of us. He yeah. was like he was a guy from Alabama. <laughs> <And> all <laughs> <of a> sudden, <laughs> yeah, that's a storyline, Benji. He <laughs> married his cousin. <laughs> he did. He is. And the character that that's based on, uh, yeah. according to the book, is true. Yeah, <laughs> she was first two? cousin. First cousin. Yeah, the, yeah, that scene in the movie is great. Yeah, hilarious. I mean, her, yeah. her dad well, her is dad my uh, <laughs> mom's brother. <laughs> so <laughs> she's too good of it. Go on, Rush. But it, but you but you have to try and straight yeah. uh, stay, stay true to yourself. You know, mm. like it, just be to be a good person. Just just because you have money doesn't make you a better person. But it can. But you can use it to do good. Not. 
Not how the, then? But how, but how do you stay on that when you're in the heat of it? Right. When you're in the heat of the stress, the heat of the making all the money, and 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 like those temptations are in front of your face. I mean, what 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 kind of right. salvation or what what, but, what, but, what could what could extricate you from that when you're but, in the moment? But, but are those temptations any different than any other industry where you make money? I mean, if you're on if you're I don't know. I mean, if, that's if, if you're an you athlete. Hear. If you're an athlete, I'm sure those same temptations are right there. If sure. you're if you're a, a Hollywood movie star, I'm sure the same things are right there. Right. Look at, I mean, all of us face. Just, imagine Charlie Sheen on Wall Street. Right. Well, actually, well, the thing well. is also that the banks, <laughs> the the banking industry is also connected to everyone's personal life, also. Right. So it, it hits closer to I home. I touched at the baking industry. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we all I, I mean, I'll goddamn. You put you put a bag of Milano's in front of my face right now. Right. We're gonna talk about it. Yeah. Right. So right. I think that's why people are, uh, they're also like they get very frustrated with it is because like, dude, mm-hmm. that's their bank. People, we go to Bank of America, and I see mm-hmm. you guys cashing in, and I'm losing fucking money on this. An athlete, like, oh, I could just stop going to games if I don't have money. Right. I mean, I'm out. Stop like, I mean, we, stop buying jerseys. I point. have that. Yeah. I mean, we, we mm. could talk for like hours about like of of my real view of why the banking system went under in 08. and it, it was a lot. Of, it, you know, it goes back to uh, real estate and the Community Reinvestment Act. There's so many years of things that happened to lead up to the right. bubble of 2008. Sure. And I think that. Wall Street's getting a very there's no doubt Wall Street made mistakes 100%. So did the government. There's there's a lot well, of factors that made the mistakes and it's it's easy to bl- it was easy to blame Wall Street for all the problems in 08 mm-hmm. especially when you see the amount of money they were making. And right. I get all that. Right. Mm-hmm. So and do you think that gives them a greater responsibility? You know kind of the, with great power comes great responsibility that these people need to go know going in you're really on thin ice to begin with. <laughs> yeah, I think you. I mean, you. You have yeah. to know. You have to know going in that 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 that, that is a uh, that could happen to you. People will, people will dislike you if things go wrong. Yeah. Real quick, did you just Stan Lee this shit? I did. With Spider- great power. Spider-Man. Spider-Man <clears throat> right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're gonna wrap this up here, Raj. And we we have business that we haven't attended to that we're gonna have to. We're just gonna discuss it on the air after we, we do oh, the wrap up real okay. quick. Uh, I don't and I like how serious oh, you look. Oh, you have no shit. idea where I'm so going. We have the airing of grievances. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> <that's> no. <nobody. laughs> um, stockbrokers misunderstood. Yes. Okay. And I'm gonna make you the voice of all the stockbrokers right. in the world. A lot yeah. of pressure right now, but you've made right. those decisions. Right. Okay. You speak to the American and Canadian. Um, Canadian. Then. That's people. My, those are my people. Yes. <laughs> And and tell them, you know, in defense of stockbrokers, just just tell them how you feel. Um, I think we, I, I think there, are, I think there are a few bad seeds that make the the hardworking ones misunderstood. Hmm. Um, I think that, uh, I think that our industry has made mistakes, and I think that, um, you know, we are sorry for that. But it, I I don't think I don't I think to place all the blame on us is incorrect. Okay. Very, very like a piece, not PC answers, but like you could be a politician with a lot of these answers. Really, no. like <laughs> probably not anymore. But <laughs> I don't think you're defending right yourself much. <laughs> I think you're fine. I think you're fine. Jordan Belfort for president. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. God, that would be something. You know, man, I had a buddy years ago. He voted for Ross Perot simply because he was because Ross Perot was all about money. And he was like, this guy's going to make us all rich. He wants us to all be- No, he wants to keep being rich, motherfucker. Right. Exactly. It's not like he's going to run. You vote for me. I'm going to put 10G in everyone's <laughs> bank account, which I think would be illegal. But um, fascinating. Um, Raj, thank you so much thank you. for coming out yeah. here. Uh, plug away whenever you, you want, whatever people get a hold of you, please. All right. Um, great. Uh, guys, appreciate you uh, having me on the show. You can follow me at, at Raj Mahal Tweets on Twitter mm-hmm. or on Facebook. 
He's a good fucking kid. I like Raj. Took yeah. the bullet here. Speaking yeah. the truth right there yeah. for everyone. Yeah. Benj, nice. boom it. The best of BS on Twitter. Also, we got a special promo code for all our fans out there in Australia and or Canada, wherever you are. You don't know where the fuck you came from. Lust. Yeah. Sounds so sexy. Type in lust. As you get half off. We should have a, a, a female come in <laughs> and do that for us. Yeah. It's also a promo code for uh, Vibrator right, Company exactly. if you need it. Yeah. It's and also then, a promo code for uh, the Four Seasons on 57. True. I'm going straight there right now. <laughs> I'm going straight there, dude. Good Just to research. <laughs> yes. And then uh, check out Stand Up New York Labs. All our podcasts, our live shows, our YouTube page. We got a lot of cool shit happening. With a new Jump Sun Records. Exactly. With a new Def Jam. Boom. Boom, boom. Grant, Maka, hit him. Real quick, all I care about is Twitter, baby. Just follow me at Go Grant Gordon on Twitter. That's all you need to know. And you'll get everything you need. Go Grant Gordon. That's right. Go, go. That's a theme song to not the real Ghostbusters cartoon, the bullshit one with the monkey. How are you going to catch a ghost with a monkey? I don't know. More references you don't know. I didn't get that. I still do it for my people. (laughs) My people need this shit. (laughs) I need footnotes. (laughs) Uh, At Mad Dog Matter, Twitter, Facebook. Um... Uh, there's something I was going to say there. It's just going to get me in more trouble. Um, be re- Follow me, but don't be creepy. That's all I'm fucking saying. All right. Don't you just have sh- that problem? We'll, we'll talk some other yeah. time. I've been stalking him for a while now. Yeah. <laughs> I finally got on this whole podcast. <laughs> My dude right here. Um, send any concerns, thoughts about the show, please. Uh, we'll set up a page for Lust for Life eventually, but uh, keep spreading the word. Um, I'm going to give shout-outs to everyone in a second. We have to discuss this. We were supposed to do it before, but you, were, uh, you had business before, and we just jumped right into this. We need to start plugging this. February 18th, we're going to announce it. First live podcast slash birthday show, Lust Ooh, for Life, yeah. here at Stand Up New York Labs. What time do you want to do it, Bench? Uh, 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock will be my birthday show live podcast. The format's probably going to be slightly free. different. What's that? Keep it free. Yeah, let's keep it free. Free show. Free, free. show. Come it's have a good time. Now. Come party Free with show. Us. And we'll probably stay here late and get foolish. Um, we're probably going to tweak with the format a little bit. I don't think we're right. going to just have a guest and a third mic. I think we're going to bring back a couple third mics, and Punch we're going to we're going to try and bring <laughs> a couple guests back and have a mashup. Right, best of, mm. best of, <laughs> and we have two. Uh, you know who I'm talking about. Oh yeah. There's two in particular. I think we need to put together on the mic with alcohol in the room. <laughs> Those names might rhyme with Wocket and Marin Monstream. <laughs> and I'm going to try and make it happen. It might not happen, but we're gonna. It's gonna be interesting. We're also probably gonna have some comedy. Uh, I believe my roommates, Greg Stone, Anthony Devito, Savage Animal. Great I'd like guys. to have them. They're gonna come Boom. and do an act together as the warm up. They're gonna do five ten minutes up front. Boom. We're gonna come out. We're gonna have music. It's gonna be crazy. Uh, come on down, man. Yeah. Plus, it's a really cool space if you've never seen it. Stand up last. Graffiti really, on the really wall. Cool, really hip. Yeah. So you guys have been great. Um, the response has been beautiful. I think we have a lot of listeners, more than I could ever imagine, 20 episodes in. So we really appreciate this. Yeah. Thank you for supporting us. And this will also be, you know, it's my birthday gift to myself, but to you guys as well for listening. You come here and be a part of it and see how we do this and have fun with us and see Benji's wonderful Donald Sutherland. You got to check this beard out. I'm yeah. posting it. I'm going to post Will it. Will you allow people to pet the beard? Depends who. One dollar. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> we're gonna raise we're gonna raise money to give to the victims from Stratton Oakmont. <laughs> so we need five million people at least to pet Benji five times each. Because Jordan's not gonna get that number. He goes a lot still. So that's how we give back. So yeah. everyone can fucking relax. Mad love to cousin Nick Madden. Artwork. Oh, Timothy wait. Styles with the music. Booyah! 
Super Tramp in the booth, even though I only saw him there for two minutes. Are you okay? What happened? A lot of controversy? You're part of this show. You can discuss it. Do we need to murder someone? Raj knows someone who knows someone at the Four Seasons. I definitely know someone that knows someone that knows someone. That's my dude who knows a hooker who knows a hitman, who's also her husband, pimp, uncle, some shit. Mad love to Johnny Fatigate, Minnesota Fatigate, um, Jimmy LaChase, a.k.a. Midnight Express, Donnie, Gabe. Waldman. Um, who am I forgetting? Kant. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what was Kant's first name? I almost said Sergio. I don't I think, think that works. Emmanuel. Emmanuel Kant. Yeah. I think he can. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week, we're all worth a million in prizes. <laughs> <laughs>